All right, so we got to figure out what we're doing. But I promise it'll be great. Leadership. I know. Just as long as you do the introduction, because well, that means I can drive it wherever I wanted to go. That's why I like to know where you're going before you start. No fun. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Matt and Fiona Show. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we are super happy that you are here. Uh, again, as I've been saying the last couple of episodes, um, again, thank you for joining us. Uh, please be sure to like and subscribe everywhere you're watching or listening to this. Um, yeah, because it, it's helpful to us. Um, but today we're going to jump right into a topic mm-hmm. of fun... <clears throat> This is something that I I study a lot. I listen to a lot of stuff on, and I read a lot of books about. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, we're talking about leadership. Mm. Now, we could take this in a variety of veins. Yeah, which we just dis- <clears throat> have discovered. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so today we're going to kind of stick to a little bit of the church leadership vein because one, um, again, this comes out on Tuesday. On Wednesday, uh, we'll be heading up to Dr. Barkley's leadership conference. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're kind of priming the pump, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, with a little bit of leadership conversation uh, before we head off to uh, go to that conference. Um, one of the things I, I I love about that conference, and oddly enough, we've, we've talked about conferences a couple times on this show, mm-hmm. Um, but the leadership conference does hit a little bit different. Mm-hmm. I've, I've gone on record saying that my favorite one is the helped conference and that is still true. Uh, but I do love the leadership conference mm-hmm. as well for different reasons. Right. Of course. What I always find so exciting and encouraging about the leadership conference is <sighs> there's always a, a, a bit of a conversation about, uh, or some preaching about, or, or, or whatever, um, about the vein of, you know, everyone can be a leader, mm-hmm. right? There are many people who are called to be leaders, and then there's a lot of people who lead by example and and, and help, mm-hmm. a, again, as leaders, but as, you know, tiered down yep, second leaders tier, a little bit. Tier. And, you know, I... I think when it comes to church leadership and and trying to be a leader in the church realm, mm-hmm. right, that everybody wants to be that top, right? Everybody's looking at being the the number one, the pastor, the the, the, the a majority, yeah, people, right? Yeah. Um, which you don't always have that in the business world. Right. Not everyone wants that responsibility. Right. Right. But when you're in church leadership, it's a little different. Yeah. Even if they don't want to be a pastor, they want to be the prophet or they want yes, to. Yes. Yes. They, right? they, they want a position. They want a position. They want a, a stronger. They want a leadership position. Yes. A stronger title. Mm-hmm. And I, I think one of the differences in general leadership versus church leadership is that 
you have a buy-in to some degree in regular leadership, right? People are there and they're submitting to leaders right. to some degree because they're getting paid, uh. right? In church, you typically don't have that tag. Not the, the driving force. There's no, no, that that's not there. So there there's... There's submission stuff that comes up. There's um, quality leadership stuff that mm-hmm. comes up. There's a lot of things that come up, and the 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 connector of it is spiritual, mm-hmm. which is that that can be stronger or weaker depending on the individual. Right. Right. The you know by contrast, the place where you have the biggest buy-in is military leadership. Because oh. everybody's bought in. Mm. They signed up for this stuff. Yes. So it, it, it's a different um, it's a different level. Different and, mentality. And a different mentality completely. completely. So when it comes to church leadership, one of the hardest things is that there is a big volunteer mentality. Right. That comes up. So, Oof. you know, true. I... I've kind of gone through all phases of this, minus the top tier leader, because mm-hmm. I'm not there. Right. I don't want to be there. Right. Um, but I've gone from being the lowest person that's just kind of hanging around, mm-hmm. <clears throat> all the way up through all the levels. Yeah. Right. And <clears throat> it's really hard to be an effective leader when you're dealing with volunteers because if they have that volunteer mindset, yes, who have that volunteer mm -hmm. mentality, there's, there's no accountability there. There's no submission there. There, There's nothing. Um, and not everybody has this. And I'm not trying to say that everyone in church just has that volunteer mindset, but it is, it is challenging. It is, Leadership is hard enough when you have people that have bought in. Mm-hmm. When you're dealing with it, or if you're treating them, um, the people that are under you just as volunteers and that they're disposable, that's not any better. Yep. You know, we've talked a little bit on this show in episodes past about you know submitting to your leadership, submitting to your leader, submitting to your pastor. Mm-hmm. Right. And that is, I'm not going to say that's easy to do per se, but it is easier to do. Easier. Okay. Work with me here. All right. I'm working with you. Um, <clears throat> but when you get into that second and third tier leadership, it's really hard to submit to that person. Oh, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've kind of, you and I. Yes have gotten to a point where we're in leadership now. Mm -hmm. Um, And like I've been a leader of my department or my main department from the the tech side for, for years. As long as we've been married. Yeah. But it's, it's also a, you know, it's a smaller team. Mm -hmm. It's always been a smaller team. Mm -hmm. We're tight knit. We get a lot of stuff done, Um, but it's a smaller team. Right. Right. As you grow, and as our roles have expanded, yes, we're now completely second tier. Yeah, right. So there's pastor, 
and then there's me. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then there's you. Mm. Um, right in there because of the the roles that we both hold now. Yeah. And you know, one of the hardest things that happen in especially in a church situation uh, a lot of times is when someone like myself right. who's a pastor's kid slowly elevates yeah, his way and, up yep right and <clears throat> it takes a lot for people to go from one year where for example if i was ushering right which again i haven't done in years but if i was ushering and then a couple years later i'm no longer under the ushers, I'm in charge of the ushers. Yes. And that that takes a lot, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> and it's something where as believers, we, we've got some really good examples of leadership and delegated authority and things. Right. Right. To show us how to deal with this. Yep. But quite often, because we're people, we don't want to look at those things. We don't want to deal with that. And, you know, I I continually come back to the whole, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Right. And I'm going to submit to my leader. I'm going to do everything pastor asks of me. Mm-hmm. And hopefully do it with a smile on my face. Right. Right. And with a heart um, of gratitude. Ooh, But I, I'm going to work really hard to yep. do that. And hopefully everyone else follows along. Right. But like even in our own local church, we've dealt with and still kind of deal with occasionally mm-hmm. situations where pastor will tell me to do something. Right. And I'll go tell whoever he told me to tell to do whatever yeah, yeah. he told me to tell them to do. And I'll get this look. Of, well, I'm not doing what you told me to do. And then what I love is they'll quite often. They have. They'll run away and go find pastor. And can you believe what Matt told me to do? And he'll kind of do the, oh, really? What did he tell you to do? (laughs) And they'll, you know, they'll tell him and he'll go. Hmm. Interesting. Because I typically will not go and say, hey, pastor told me to tell you to do this. Right. Because he didn't. He told me to go have so-and-so do whatever it is. Right. And they'll go complaining, but pastor will do the, well, yeah, I told him to tell you to do that. Which, again, goes back to the centurion soldier Mm. and delegated authority. Right. Right. Um, and again, this is not a Matt power trip thing. This is a, this is a heart thing. Well, it's a heart thing, but it's also a, I grew up going through this Uh and not from the side that you're thinking, but from the side of, I, again, being a pastor's kid, I had a direct line to pastor (laughs) all the time. Yep. But when we had someone who was in charge of ministry of helps and then someone who was in charge of ushers or, or greeters or AV before I was or, mm-hmm. or whatever, I had to go through and know that I'm submitted through like three different chains right. at one point before I got to pastor, uh-huh. who's the person I came to church with. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it, 
it's something where as believers, if we can collectively learn how to do this. Well, can I just jump in? Okay. So you had said something earlier, you know, about that whole volunteer mentality thing Mm -hmm. and dealing with leadership and so on and so forth. And I think, again, it always comes down to a heart issue, but what I come back to is, um, and again, we are in a leadership position. Every aspect of leadership position that I'm currently in right now, I did not ask for. Yeah. Um, Ditto. And did not expect <laughs> to be in any of these. That was that was not my plan or role mm-hmm. or anything. Um, it also goes to show you that God has a plan and a purpose. Mm-hmm. And you've got to be careful for self-appointed versus God-appointed. Yeah. Which is a whole other element um, that I wasn't planning to go to. But you do need to be careful of that. And when you're in the church, a believer... Walking as a Christian, you need to be careful of that because you want the things in your life to be God appointed and not self appointed. Mm -hmm. But aside from that, you know, that that volunteer mentality that a lot of people have within the church, even within leadership roles, sometimes we need to realize and recognize that. Albeit, you know, the difference between, you know, the world and working for Mm -hmm. a corporation or whatnot and the church. Naturally speaking, if you don't, if you take out the spiritual side, yeah, it, it's, there's a difference. You yes. know, you're working for your livelihood versus, mm-hmm. you know, you're volunteering. But what you need to recognize and realize is you're not just volunteering. You're working for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And you're working for the one who supplies all things and has literally given you, given you your life. Mm-hmm. And I think that that heart difference within you, um, can be a challenging shift yeah. because we're almost programmed for that. Well, I need that paycheck. I need that income. Mm-hmm. I need that world system yep. to function for me so that I could survive instead of recognizing and realize that God gave that world system to help you function and survive. Mm-hmm. And you have to take that shift. And in the church, Again, we're grateful for volunteers. We're grateful for the other leaders and yeah. the the people who help in, you know, head over the various departments and whatnot, because we can't do it all. And same with every single Watch church. Watch me. No. <laughs> I have. No, just kidding. <laughs> but with every single church, you know, we need we need a variety of leaders within the church, with mm-hmm. children's church even just the leader to deal with the children's church for the day. If you are that head teacher that day, you're a leader. I mean, Mm -hmm. within the church, there are so many varying levels of leadership. There's so many varying positions. Some of them are constant leadership positions and Mm -hmm. some of them you're placed in them at particular moments in time. But when you have that role of a leader within the church, we've got to get rid of that volunteer mentality. Mm-hmm. because who are we volunteering for Jesus? That kind of dumbs down what you're yeah. doing because when you are there and when you are doing whatever it is you're doing, and to be honest, whether you're a leader or whether you're a helper, this doesn't really matter. But every time that you go to church and you're doing something, whatever position it is, you're doing it for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You're doing it for your savior. You're doing mm-hmm. it for Jesus Christ himself. 
in our church, you're not doing it for us. You're not doing it for the pastor. You're doing it for Jesus. Yeah. And I think that so often gets looked over. You know, I mean, because you hear the, oh man, can you believe what they need me to do? Or man, they're asking me again. And we need to just be careful. And again, this comes back to that whole like spirit of familiarity or lacking that gratitude. Mm -hmm. Yep. You, you hit on it a second ago. Who are you working for? Yeah. Right. And, and again, this applies whether you are a worker, whether you're a helper, mm-hmm. whether you're a leader, whether you're a boss, it, it doesn't matter. But who are you working for? Yeah. So if you go ask someone to do something. Right. Right. Or if I go ask someone to do something, or if pastor goes ask someone to do some something, yeah. whether pastor asks me to ask you, whether he asks my son Cohen to go ask you to Which go do he's something, done. Mm-hmm. right? If you're, again, if your heart's in the right place, yep. if you are there serving Jesus, yeah. Serving your Lord, yep. then it doesn't matter who asks you to do it because it's not that person who's asking you. Right? Yep. You're not doing it because and and this is one of those things that when, when we do like our helps meeting, mm-hmm. this is one of the things that I try to hit on all the time. Is you're not cleaning bathrooms for me. No. You're not vacuuming carpets for me. You're not ushering for me. You're not greeting for me. I don't care if you usher or greet or do overheads or run the soundboard or run cameras. We appreciate you for doing it. Oh yeah, it, no, 100%. But, yeah, exactly. But I don't I don't care uh-huh. if you do it. Cuz I'll find I'll just find somebody else. Right. Or we'll automate the process. Or worse, worst case, I'll pay somebody to come in and do it. Like we'll get this done. Yes. Right? But if your mindset is that you're volunteering or you're leading a team because I asked you to do it and you're doing it for me, then your heart's not in the no, right spot. not at all. Right? If I've, and again, I'm, I'm saying me because in our church, I'm in charge of our helps right. department um, amongst everything else. But if, if I'm asking you to do something, it's because pastor has essentially asked me to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Right. Or he's asking you to do it so that pastor doesn't know. Doesn't have to deal with it. Doesn't have to deal with it. Find out about it. Sometimes pastors don't need to know. Oh, they don't need to know. They don't need to know if the <laughs> toilet terrible. needs cleaning. We just need it cleaned. Yeah. Like we don't. And this is an approach that we've taken for years <laughs> of whenever possible. We're trying to not bother pastor with things. The the less pastor is bothered with, the more time he can spend in prayer and study yeah. so that he can hear from the Holy Spirit so that he can us. change our lives. Yeah. It, it's, it's one of those things where <laughs> trying to be an effective leader is, is challenging. Yeah. Right? It takes a lot of work. Um. But having your heart in the right place and knowing why you're doing it 
is a really good start to get there. Yeah. Right. And then trying to instill that to everyone who's below you. Right. For lack of a better term. Yeah. Right. And to that next tier of leadership. Mm-hmm. Right. Trying to encourage them to understand the same thing mm-hmm. and teach their people the same thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Is is so effective when it catches hold. Yeah. Right. Because when, when it catches hold, then it's not, you, you don't have these issues of, well, I don't like that person. I can't submit to them. Mm. Right. Or he's a jerk. Right. Or he's rude. Or he's sharp. And yes, I'm just using examples of me. But, um, you know, if, if our heart's in the right spot, then that doesn't matter. Now, to, to flip the script for a second, mm-hmm. there are there also are okay. There are some toxic leaders. There are some harsh leaders. Yeah, and for no reason, there are there's honestly just some really bad leaders. Right, and I've seen that in church. Mm-hmm. Not not more than I've seen it outside of church, but at a disturbingly high level, right? And again, you said something earlier. Self-appointed leaders typically are different. Right. Right? And those are the ones you got to watch. Yeah. Because they're self-appointed. But typically, if you're dealing with someone who is in one of those couple of veins the Holy Spirit's going to show that to you. Uh-huh. And the Holy Spirit's also going to show the leadership above that individual. Yeah. Right? So hopefully it, it it's not something that has to be dealt with that often. Yeah. Right? But I think at the end of the day, it comes down to, you know, there are lots of great ways to be a leader. Mm-hmm. Right? There's some really good biblical examples of how to be a leader. Absolutely. Right? And especially when you're dealing in church, right? If you're, if you hold a leadership position in your company, right? Right. The way you do that Mm -hmm. is not necessarily the same way you're going to do that in, in church. Right. Right. Um, It's, it's a balance of understanding Mm -hmm. that and recognizing how to do that. But again, you can look to the Bible, you can look to the leaders in the Bible and, have a really good blueprint for how to be a good leader. You know, I, I think this is, this is the other thing, right? Mm-hmm. Going back to what I had said earlier and what we talked about where when you are in a leadership position, you are serving Jesus first and foremost. Yep. Because you're in that leadership position and you are serving Jesus first and foremost, pray about your position. Yeah. Spend time in prayer about it. Spend time asking the Lord for wisdom, mm-hmm. not only for yourself, but for the people that are under you mm-hmm. or alongside of you, yep. right? And not only that, pray for strength, pray for wisdom, pray for the leaders above you. And I think what we need to do very often and what tends to get overlooked when when we take or too often we don't involve Jesus in our leadership positions yeah. yep. as much as we should. 
and it's going to happen. And, you know, sometimes we do take so much onto ourselves that we forget that he's anointed us yep. and put us in that position. And we mm -hmm. don't utilize the strength that he's put inside of us. And we try to do it all on our own. Yeah. But we are not given leadership position. Any God-appointed leadership position is just that. It is a God-appointed leadership position mm -hmm. to which he has anointed us, created us, called us for. And we need to remember that we need to keep our sights on him. Mm -hmm. And we need to make sure that we spend time in prayer, ask him for strength to get through, ask him for wisdom. I mean, any leadership positions, there's going to be roadblocks. There's going to be speed bumps. You know, you're dealing with people. Yep. And, you know, some people are much easier to deal with than others. And that's okay. But if we go to him and we recognize that it's a God-appointed position mm -hmm. and we walk it through with him, we then become better leaders ourselves, better encouragers, and we will be able to better manage the teams. So not only do we need to pray for ourselves, but also I think it's very important, pray for the rest of the leadership above us, yep. with us, and just remember that when we do this, again, contrary to the world, in God's system, we need to include him in it. Yeah. And I think that's it. It seems so simplistic, but we sometimes forget. Again, our head gets in the way. We, yep. we tend to forget, and sometimes we try to do it all ourselves. And I even know for me, sometimes I like look at it. I'm like, with everything that I'm doing, I'm like, Lord, how, 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 how am I supposed to do all this right now? And I do, I get overwhelmed. You? I don't think so. I mean, not very often. No. But no, I do. I do. I get overwhelmed. And I kind of look at the daunting task. I'm like, how am I supposed to balance all these balls? And how am I supposed to find the solution for this? And I do. I find myself taking it on myself, making it my positions, yep. instead of realizing, oh, wait, God put me here on purpose. God's put inside of me what I need in order to carry this mm -hmm. out and be successful with it. Because he would have not put me in this position if he didn't have the solution already created for it. And for me, sometimes... and. I've shifted, you know, I've got favorite scriptures through different parts of my life, but one of my scriptures that I used to always go to was be still and know that I am God. And that's still something that I still need to do. I need to mm -hmm. stop, sit back and realize, okay, wait, I've been created to do this, anointed to do this. And um, as long as I do it with my God and remember the reason why I'm doing it, yep. this is not a me thing. It's a him thing. Yep. And when I could get to the point where I realize, because sometimes I forget or it's not in my forefront, I've got to kind of bring myself back and recognize, okay, wait, you know what? The Lord's, the Lord's hand is on this. He's got me. I'm his mm -hmm. daughter and he's given me everything that I need to do so that I can take care of everything that's in front of me. And when we make sure to pull God back into it and we make sure that our focus is on him and we remind ourselves and remember that we are doing all of this for him, mm -hmm. yep. then we are anointed, filled with wisdom to be able to succeed and carry out everything that's in front of us. Well, and again, when you take that position, mm -hmm. right, then everything else falls away, mm -hmm. right? All the personality conflicts fall away. Yep. All the 
I don't like that person falls away. All, all of the drama falls away. Yeah. When it's no longer about them and you and it's yep. about him. Yep. As long as your heart's in the right place, mm-hmm. either leading or submitting is significantly easier. Yeah. Right. And if you're having a hard time submitting to someone mm-hmm. or if you're having a hard time leading someone. Yeah. Those are the things to start looking into mm-hmm. of, okay, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Because if you guys are both following Jesus properly, the way the Bible tells us to, mm-hmm. you don't have a problem submitting to that person. No. And you don't have, you shouldn't have a big problem leading that person either. Yeah. Right? Yep. So go check your heart condition <laughs> <laughs> as that's kind of been the, the theme, the last three or four episodes. Yeah. But uh, thanks again for joining us. We're going to yeah. wrap up there. If you'd like to connect with us, you can find us on all the socials under the Matt and Fiona show. Um, wherever you're watching or listening to this, please like and subscribe and all that jazz. Otherwise we will see you next week for another episode of the Matt and Fiona show. See you. All right. Bye now. Bye.